I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I can't stop thinking about George Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you can't. You can never stop thinking about George Harrison, Cliff. But it's Can so, you? I think he's the most complex. It's the most complex part of the entire puzzle, I think. But the, the, the thing that I, I was thinking of is we'll have this snapshot. It's a long documentary, but it's only a snapshot of that particular time. You haven't seen what's gone on over the previous sort of eight years. Do you know what I mean? With the Beatles yeah, and but... stuff like that. And how they've alienated George and stuff like that. And how there's a part where Lennon and McCartney are right in each other's faces. And apparently that's how they used to write songs, yeah. just face to face. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think so, those guys have done that for a while at that point. Exactly. And then they're doing it again and George is watching it and he's thinking, I'm, I'm having, you know, See, you know no what, like, I'm, I've never thought about before, which is uh-huh. on this podcast. I'm not going to claim I've come up with this theory. But when George walks out, it's the day when Paul and John have been singing two of us for about nine yeah. hours. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's yeah. being told what to play on guitar while those guys stand face to face. Sort of about how the two there's two of us, not and this yeah. guy's not part of Yeah. <laughs> well, of course that will go in. But the other thing as well is that there's also a lot of pandering to George, not necessarily in the studio. There's the Indian thing, which I don't mm. think they were massively. George, no, I, 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 I agree. I absolutely agree. There was the touring thing, which was all George, wasn't it? Yeah, Stopping I want to. Uh, I want to do it. So that, songs. <laughs> it's like a mixed bag of all this stuff. It's a yeah. massive, complicated thing. That really podcast that I was talking about is called something about the Beatles. Okay, by the cool. Way. I'll listen to that. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I just think like there is a lot of George going. Oh, I'm always the last one, but. But his ideas were like mental compared to those. Like, let's just have Indian music. And of uh-huh. course, they're not going to be like, okay, well, we'll have eight of your songs on the album, man. And then which are all just sit ours. Like, of course, plus, they're not going to do that. They're a rock and roll band. George has got a quota on every album, hasn't he? He's got a certain amount of songs that he's got on each album. And that's how it was worked out. It was always like that. So uh, Len McCartney have got, you know, Len's got four, McCartney's got four, George has got two, and then we've got the we've got a Ringo one, haven't we? Yeah. That's the quarter of the songs. I just think what one so, of the things that I've been thinking about, which I haven't heard discussed on anything else, 
is how many takes the George songs went through, all of them. And a lot of them I didn't end up making it. So they did a lot of attempts to do All Things Must Pass, didn't make it on album. There are a lot of uh, hundreds and hundreds of attempts, or not hundreds, but about 80 attempts at Not Guilty didn't make it on an album. Uh-huh. They're doing I Me Mine for a couple of days here, but actually they have to come back in a year's time and actually record that. None of these work. And they're like, I've been trying to think about like why that is. And he's 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 coming in and he's like, you don't like me songs. Like, well, why don't you just fucking convince them that they're good then? But you also yeah, think, yeah, because you've been he, he doesn't, does edged he? down doesn't for a while. Them. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. It's, it's like a self-fulfilling to... thing, isn't it? It's a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy that the songs don't make it, or when they try and record them, they're not that good. He says, I don't want to play any of them live because they end up shit. Like, well, why don't you try and make them good then? <laughs> but there's also the McCartney thing of, with I, I listened to another one, it's two Canadian guys, and one of the guys is like a scholar of the Beatles. It, it, this one's called Completely Beatles. Really good. It runs through all the different albums and stuff like that. And he, he talks about how Paul McCartney would go for hours, as we've seen with Get Back, on his own songs mm-hmm. and not necessarily put that effort into other yeah. people's. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So he, of course. he'd be on his, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of guy that McCartney was, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Well, that's so the thing. The, if you read that it, kind it, of thing where George is good, um, well, he's just, Paul McCartney's just going to, you know, when it gets to my bit, he's going to rush through it and stuff like that. Well, he said there's an interview own. with him from years later going, you know, we'd have to do 10 of Paul's and then we'd mm-hmm. have a go of mine. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I guess from his point of view, he'd be like, oh, what, at the end of all of that, now I'm an afterthought. I mean, McCartney, they could do his first and then do 10 of McCartney. You know what I mean? They could do yeah. it that way around. There's no reason why his is last. If he's only uh-huh. getting one, do it. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know, it's like it's, a it's weird, what it's, makes it's them such, fascinating, though. Isn't it is it? honestly, the, the more day. I think about it, it's such a fascinating just a, a look at this relationship and how humans work together yeah. and all of this. Like, it, all of them, and it's so not good. just like a relationship between Paul and John, it's the it's all of them, isn't it? And then that's what makes them great, isn't it? Like, if somebody said to me now, or oh, you know, who's your favorite Beatle? I just love them all. Now, I think the thing when is I was a this, kid, when you think about when I was it, a kid, it was like, oh, John Lennon, John Lennon, yeah, he's my favorite. But as you get older, it's just all of them, isn't it? I think you as know, you get he's... older, John Lennon's harder to hold. In no, I still, genius, I, I still love him, man. I still, I, I still love the man. I think he's class. But it, 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 that's the thing. It, it, the Beatles are the Beatles. There's no. Paul, it's not just Paul, or it's not just John, or it's well, not that just Ringo. One of the things that forced this apart, right? Because uh, these conversations, and when they went to Ringo's house to talk with George about getting her back in, McCartney's going, We just need the four Beatles to talk about this. And Lennon's going, There's no four Beatles. We're all Beatles. I'm the, I'm the Beatles. You're the Beatles. Yoko's mm-hmm. the Beatles. Like, we can be any combination well, of us. Sure is now. Well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> so he's going, there could be any combination of us. And McCartney, if you listen to what he's saying and the stuff in Let, Let It Be, 
in Get Back. And if you read the book with the extra things and any of the tapes that you can listen to and stuff like that, at this point in time, you're just going, let's just get the four of us in a room. Let's mm-hmm. just get the four of us to talk about it. And Lennon's going, what the fuck's this four of us shit? It's anyone. If I leave as someone else, if Ringo leaves, we'll get someone else. It's still the Beatles. And I think he's just But that was never the case, was no, it? No, it's not the but case, but that's what he thinks at that point. Yeah, but that's because he's become he's become disconnected from it yeah. all, which, so has George, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, he, George Sergeant Fettel like, wouldn't even, he wanted to leave, do you know what I mean, after Revolver and stuff, didn't he? George would rather I mean? be playing with other people at this point. But he's, yeah. another fascinating thing about George is he's mates with, the, like, Bob Dylan is his mate. Bob Dylan's a mate with him because he sees him as a peer and loves him and thinks he's a great songwriter and works with him on and off over the next 30 years or whatever. So he's got that appreciation from the greatest songwriter of all time. Yet he comes into a room with those guys and he's... Yeah, but Lennon McCartney are the greatest songwriters of all time. Of course, but they're also the greatest songwriters of all time. (laughs) But he comes into a room with those guys and they're like, shut up, we're doing our stuff first. And he doesn't Uh say... Well, fuck you guys. I was just with Bob Dylan and he thought this song was fucking brilliant. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll play your shit then. And then he just sees, the thing. He's, he sees about it. He keeps it inside, right? He doesn't. Yeah. But he's had so, so much of a, an effect on what the Beatles have done and what they haven't done over that period. Like I said, with like Naturan and with the Indian thing. That it's so odd that he does he doesn't he doesn't stick up for his own songs. Exactly, I think it's it's such a weird like dichotomy. Over it's not like they don't listen to him about other stuff. Do you, you know think what that's I mean? Why they they, like they don't listen to him because he only says it half-heartedly. You know what well, I mean? I don't. I don't know because they have listened to him. Yeah, they? but at this point, he didn't. He didn't want to tour. The don't kind of like he want want to go to India. They all go to India, even though Ringo friggin' definitely didn't want to go to India, did he? Do you know what I mean? So he's so kind of like almost like talking himself out of the decisions at this point. He's good. If, if he pushed it, songs, if he pushed but it. you don't need to listen to my songs, whatever. Yeah, he even says that I don't give a fuck if you if you don't like the song and all this kind of stuff. This is why it's I like love when George, we had when we're talking to Luke. Do you know what I mean? Luke said as well. We said, why didn't he push them? Why didn't he push those songs? He could have done. I think he knows he he's going to do what he says. I'll just do my own album. So I think yeah. he's projecting this. I'm really hard done by. But at the same time, he's like, but I'm going to do my own stuff anyway. So I think he's so like, that. I think he's, I, I don't think he's doing it in a fake way, but. I think he doesn't Again, know what he, I think he doesn't know what he wants. <laughs> it depends. We've only got this snapshot of this one album. We've got a couple of weeks of the Beatles. We haven't got the, the whole 10 years of what's gone on. Do you know what I mean? If you did, you would know a lot more. But I relationships think... are complicated, right? Course, yeah, Do you know what course, I mean? People sometimes people say what's on their mind, sometimes they won't. It depends. What mood they're in, or whatever. Yeah, no, that's yeah. just. I how don't it think is. these guys did a lot. 
what say what the what was on their mind? No, I don't think so. They'll go and write a song about it or fucking tell yeah. their wives and then come back in the next day and pretend everything's all yeah. right. But then but they've I've, also got this business, they've got Apple now. They've yeah, lost I mean, that's, manager. that's the problem, I think. I think that's more than Yoko. More than George, you only having one or two songs. It's definitely Apple that fucked them up, isn't it? Uh, definitely, That's it's not. It's not Yoko. It's not George, you only no. having a song or two. It's Apple. It's the business side of it. They should have had nothing to do with that. But I see why they wanted to and why they did it. But yeah, th- that was we, we the didn't, thing. We didn't talk a lot about Magic Alex either, which was. Uh... <laughs> I, I want to talk about him because he's an absolute no job, isn't he? He, he wanted well, he's a con um... man. <laughs> He's a combat. <laughs> so he, he wanted uh, John Lennon's uh, engine out of his Rolls Royce and uh, the engine out of George's Ferrari to make a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> and that and ties back the head... in with the vast of night. <laughs> exactly. We've given away there the end. <laughs> <laughs> and he was head of like the the electronics division or whatever. Yeah, you can't make anything. Like... You can see why the, I've listened to a, a few things, and especially when you talk the musicians are talking about it. And I thought this when I was watching it, but we didn't really talk about it. Why is their equipment so shit? Like no wonder. Because ma- magic, Alex is doing no, it. But he's the guy going, "I can make this better," and they're going. Yeah, yes, please. Like, because the need. <laughs> yeah, why better. did they trust him, though? Why did because they trust was, I don't know why. Because do you think it's the drugs? Do you think it's the drugs? No, I think. Do you think that's what it is? I think for whatever reason, it's in the film, right? Like, George is. There's that guitar that he, he, he's designed, and it's a bass guitar on the back, and it's a, a, a guitar on the front or whatever, isn't it? And you've got to switch it around. No, but I mean. And George in goes. Yeah. And George goes, well, the, the strings of the, the other side of the guitar digging here. <laughs> and they're all laughing, pissing themselves laughing about how ridiculous this invention is. But he is the head of he, he's he's installed that equipment yeah, but he's, at the he's same time. The know work. how ridiculous it exactly work. none of it works. But what I'm what saying it... <laughs> is he's got away with it and they latched onto him because They've got an amp that they were using in fucking 1959 or whatever, and they're still trying to use the same thing. Yeah. And they're like, this doesn't work anymore. And he's got and John's going, Yeah, but Alex has said that he can make something out of fucking soil and it'll be the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and they're going, Yeah, amazing, because the alternative is the same thing we've been using since the cavern. Why are they still using that stuff? Yeah, you've got bands mm-hmm. like Cream the year before and, and all of this stuff. No wonder they're talking about this stuff a lot and Jimi Hendrix, stuff like that. We've got big Marshall amps and all this stuff. They're talking about you can only have a four track. And you go, well, I know for a fact that the Beatles have got an eight track. And that bit where George goes, hang on, our success funds EMI. Why are we yeah. the ones that don't get anything good? Like, Aye. Where the one? Well, it was, it was George's uh, air track or whatever, wasn't it? Yeah, they bring it in. in. He brings it in. Mm-hmm. Like, but he's the one going, and it's it is weird that it is always George talking about the money. Mm-hmm. But that's one of George's things, right? But he goes, "Yeah, you say we can't do this, but actually, we're the Beatles, and EMI is putting out records by fucking." Whoever, because they have money 
because we're the biggest band in the world, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so why why are they getting the good equipment when we're still? Mm-hmm. I think there's still that, that that little band with the same guitars and the same amps and mics. You know when you well, get a little yeah. cute and all of that shit. It's, right. it's fascinating watching that stuff. But I think one of the things with George is like, uh, you know, like that thing where he's he's peers outside of the Beatles because he's a Beatle. Absolutely revere him. But when he steps back in the room with those guys, uh-huh. he's the third most important man in the room. <laughs> and yeah, like it, it must be weird for him. Paul and John don't need that from anyone else and they don't try and get that from anyone else. Neither of them wanted to work with anyone, especially McCartney uh-huh. for the rest of their career. George is happy to I'll jam with these guys. I'll be in the Wilburys in 30 years time and all of that stuff. He always was more inclined to that kind of thing, I think. And even at this point he is, and that's because he's not the main guy in this band, right? Of course, it's easier for him to do that. I just think, yeah, I I just think it's easy. He is the most fascinating character out of this thing. I think. You see, again, it's, it's more for me. It's it's more of a collective thing. It, it's 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 all of them. I just love them all. Do you know what I mean? And but the, the, like I keep going back to it, but it's this snapshot of just this album. You know what all the stuff that's happened before that, and for a couple of months afterwards and stuff like that. You don't you don't really. I mean, obviously, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that, and I've read stuff, so I've got a little bit more knowledge. So if anything, this this sort of documentary, it's got me to look into things a little bit deeper, I think. Yeah, of course. And I, and I think on. one of the things is it puts into perspective how quickly they work. Like I think I said in the book when we were recording, this seems procrastinating by the Beatles standards because they take 21 days to do this. But that's 21 days to write, record and film an entire album and show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which no one else would do, right? Like they've come in going, we don't have anything. And also the white album came out seven weeks before this started. Mm-hmm. Well, the idea was that they just play the white about album live. Four weeks before this album started. Like it's it's insane. That's one of the other things that and, and what I wanted to say to agree with you about how they do make concessions to George, even Mm -hmm. if he doesn't think they do. I think this entire album, as much as McCartney wants to do, get back to the rock and roll stuff, actually when they start doing it, is a George concession, because he's the one who wants to sound like the band. He's the one that wants to do Delaney and Bonnie and do this rootsy kind of stuff, and everyone chip in. And let's bring uh-huh. somebody in and play this part, and I'll just play this part, and all of that. He's the one that actually wants to push that kind of music, mm-hmm. and it, that doesn't really get discussed, I think, in it or in, or after it. But I think he's the guy who wants it to be that. He's going, and actually, when it starts, he's going, "Have you listened to this?" And he's playing Dylan songs, and he's yeah. playing this song, and he's the one going. He's pushing it the first couple of days. Like, George, and then he gradually yeah. withdraws when he thinks he's not being listened to. 
Uh-huh. And then he realizes they're just going to do their own songs. And he goes, well, I've got these songs. But I think but then he's back first, at it, isn't he? Yeah. When he comes back, it's almost like a, it's, a, it's a moral victory for him when he yeah. quits and he realizes that they do actually, although the first meeting doesn't go well because John gets Yoko to speak for him type yeah. thing. After that, after they go and see him again, it's like a moral victory for him, isn't it? it? Must do you be know what I mean? They do want us back. Because I, I am wanted type thing. He leaves on a Friday and goes, see you around the clubs, whatever. Yeah. And on the Saturday morning, John and York will turn up at his house. So he hasn't even had uh, 24 hours to think about what he's doing. They turn up at his house and talk to him about something. Uh-huh. I don't think there's any record of what they talk about. But in his diary, he says, they turn up and divert me from breakfast. <laughs> Diverted me a little bit, like you know, the lyrics are in there, right? They diverted me from breakfast, and Uh then on the Sunday, they go to Ringo's house to have the meeting, which Ringo says, Oh, didn't go well. So, he hasn't, of course, it hasn't gone well. He hasn't even had a chance to think about what he's doing. He leaves, and instantly he's in a meeting, and then the next day, he's in a meeting. Like, well, Uh of course, he hasn't. It obviously works out all right. But, you know, like, he left to have a bit of time and they didn't give him that bit of time. But but I I genuinely think that this style of music, as much as Paul's pushing it, John isn't pushing it, Ringo goes along with it. Paul wants to go, let's play our old rock and roll songs. Let's do One After 909, etc. Let's Uh get an ad vibe. And I think that is kind of in harmony with what George wants. I know, it, like, I don't think it sounds like the band at all. And I think it sounds rootsy. Has but it's the Beatles. It sound like the Beatles. No, the Beatles, they? whatever they, they, whatever they, they start like out by else. being influenced yeah. by, they make their own thing out of it. Yeah, exactly. But actually, what I think, in my opinion, it has more in connection with is uh, Creedence Clear or Revival. Which you is, think? Not like not entirely, but yeah, you know some of that guitar sounds that ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And the vocal. I've gone back and I've listened to the old stuff, and there's there's been stuff on Beatles for Sale, and I've just I sent you one, didn't I? And I I thought this I must have heard this with the Beatles the other day as well. Like yeah, must have heard this song about a thousand times, but it's like I'm listening to a brand new song. That is the the brilliance of the Beatles. I think that you can you, you can find little nuggets of of brilliance. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though you've probably heard it a thousand times, you go back and listen to something, and it's you know the only thing I've listened to. It's it's every little thing, isn't it? That's what I sent you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is just an absolutely amazing. And great, song. George plays that, doesn't he? And and they get back from. I think he suggests it. I think he says uh, when they're talking about let's do some of the old stuff. The golden oldies. George says, I think, yeah, I think the he, golden oldies. Let's do that. Let's do. I think he plays it a bit. I think he plays it. I think so. Does he? Uh, again, I mean, it's a, it's a long program, right? I'll definitely watch it again. It's Peter Jackson has done a masterful editing job of that film. He's made it into it, a story yeah. over that uh-huh. eight hours. There's stuff, the way he's edited it, he, the way, you know, who knows the stuff that he's put in and hasn't put in and the way he's cut it and stuff and like also, that. And also, 
he's talking about like you know he's is the stuff that you've left out and things like that do you have like a, a moral job to not ruin the Beatles or whatever and he was because that's what I was thinking of as I was watching it is the stuff that he's left out you know is, well, is the bad no, stuff because there they're talking about the, the fight and stuff like that with George and John which is what they're talking about when they're reading that newspaper yeah and you know he talks about that on on this podcast and stuff like that. That as far as he's away, he asked Olivia, no he asked fight, right? George's wife. There was no fight. No, yeah, there was no fight. George never mentioned it or Olivia or whatever. The only thing he mentioned was in Hamburg when George threw food at John or whatever. <laughs> Classic. So, but it's a, a difficult undertaking for Jackson, I think, isn't it? To, to sort of have this information and stuff like that and, and what to put in, what not to put in, what to leave out. There's 60 hours of stuff, isn't it? And we've only getting eight. What's in the other stuff? Yeah, as, and I also think, um, you know, Beatles fans will gobble up a 20-hour version and then... Of course they will, that's what Luke said, then, didn't he? And then a year later, we'll gobble up a 40-hour version and then a exactly. year later, we'll gobble up a 60-hour version. You know, yeah. that's what Beatles fans Luke, are like. But I do think that's the first thing that we've said when, on the podcast that it's it's too short. One of the things I think is this is the most excited I think anybody who's been about the Beatles, and we are. And, because, uh, yeah, uh, until yeah. ten years time, until something else. Uh, no, but I think of... this is the kind of the holy grail, right? I don't think there's more think? unreleased footage or anything like that. I think this is... But there's uh, this technology that, that Peter Jackson is... There's, there must be stuff that's unusable or but no, but filmed, to be unusable. No, but they filmed a month of the Beatles rehearsal, right? They didn't do yeah, that any it, of that it, time. So I think this is yeah. the only time you get this. But this is... There the will be other stuff. That it, there'll be more stuff. Because there's always more stuff. There's a thing the other day, these two songs from the 1963 Decca Party. I don't know if you listen to that. No. Maybe they play two songs... Uh, mm -hmm. From 1963, there's always been these pictures of this Decca after a rehearsal or oh. something. Oh yes, is that the is that the where the auditioning? For, yeah, yeah, for the, these, yes. no, it's not the audition. Uh, not it's, the audition. They've been signed, and it's like. Well, I yeah. hope we've passed the audition, Cliff. <laughs> anyway, I'll well, I'll I'll send you it. We'll tweet it. But it's these two songs that they've always been known were recorded, or that they happened. And there's been pictures of them playing these songs. It's something like a Christmas party and the Beatles did two songs at it, but nobody's ever had right. the music. And then all of a sudden, there they are. So there's all, it's mad that there's always this stuff with the Beatles. There will be stuff. There'll be but stuff in, I don't in think Apple Vaults. But there's never going to be you know 50 I mean? hours of recording like this is. Yeah. But what I think is, what I was trying to say, is that this, since the anthology, this is the most exciting thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And yeah, yeah, what well, the yeah. amazing thing is that you know the whole world is excited about it. Like it's that this is twenty five years since the or twenty seven years since the anthology came out. Yet uh -huh. still, people are going fucking hell. There's more Beatles stuff, and everyone's really excited about it. It's, it's do you know why though? Why that? It, it's because they're the greatest band know, ever, and they're, they're, they're the greatest always band a risk that they'll end, ever right? be.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.